Get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out. We got to go. We got to go. On the count of three, lift your Bibles up and say word. One, two, three, say word. One more time, say word. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, New Testament. The uh, sixth, number six, eighth, eighth, eighth book of the New Testament. Book number eight, 2 Corinthians 10, verse four to six. Say amen if you are there. Say amen if you're still looking. Say amen if you're in the Old Testament. <laughs> should be in the last half of the Bible, last, last third of the Bible, I should say. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6. Um, all my life I have always wanted to uh, rock climb, n- not out like in Yosemite, nothing like that, because I, I don't have the courage to do that. I see people climbing those rocks, especially with no wires, and I think they're cray-cray, but great, more power to them. I mean, I think it's awesome. I just don't have that kind of courage. I just want to climb a little rock, maybe a little about this high, you know what I'm saying? So I was at a hotel uh, last year. My wife and I had a hotel. We love going to hotels on dates, and there was a 40-foot give-or-take wall at this hotel with rocks, and, I, and I'm walking by it first day. I'm like, I want to go up that rock, and I said, I'm going to do it. So I made an appointment, got, went up there, and the lady taught me how to do it. She said, what you need to do is find all these little crevices in the rocks that are on the wall and get your foot and your hand in the crevice. And you've you got to brace yourself. And if you just find a little tiny, tiny crack, it will hold your weight and you pull yourself up. So I was going up, going up, trying to find these little, and some of them are really little. You don't think they can hold you. But if you, all you need is a little tiny ledge. You get a couple fingers in, a couple toes in, and you can pull yourself all the way up. A stronghold is an incorrect thinking pattern. And what the devil does is he finds one little bit of truth in your life and he hooks a lie onto it. And he gets that lie onto that one little truth and then he grabs another little truth with another lie and all of a sudden this incorrect thinking pattern starts crawling through your head. You fail a test. And it may be true that you failed the test. But the lie is that you're never going to pass a test in your life. And the devil will get his claw, his lie in that truth. And then he will get his claw in another unrelated truth. You're never going to buy a house. Then he gets that law in another, another unrelated truth. And by the way, it's not a truth, it's a lie that you're never going to have a family. And all of a sudden you have this incorrect thinking pattern. You may, you may have been, been fired from a job for whatever you did. And the devil will say you got fired from a job. You're never going to keep a job. These, these kinds of people are always going to be against you. You're going to be powerless. You're going to be homeless. I was sitting in the jacuzzi of a friend of mine, 3,000 square foot home, track home, nice job, multi-six-figure job that he had. And we're sitting in the jacuzzi and he's telling me about his fear that one day he's going to be homeless. For no reason. There's no evidence. He, has, he knows everybody in San Diego got connections upon connections. But somehow some thought got in his head that led to another thought that led to another thought. And all of a sudden he's homeless. I'm, brother, we are laying in your jacuzzi. <laughs> right now, bubbles, bubbles right now, bubbles. Bottle of water. I don't know whatever we, what was going on. It's sunny out. We're in San Diego. How are you going to be homeless? Because the devil's a liar. He can get every single, you can, you can have someone break up with you and all of a sudden, not only did that person break up with you, you're never going to be in love. You're never going to have a relationship. You're never going to have a family. 
You're going to be alone, die alone, scared, sick, and no one's going to be there at your deathbed. He could, get, he could take that pattern all the way to the bank. And by the way, last week we talked about neurological pathways in your brain, that when you think these things over and over again, you create a neurological physical pathway in your brain, your physical brain, that processes that thought process automatically. In other words, once you establish that thought pattern, that incorrect thinking pattern, it is a physical pattern in your brain. So someone can look at you wrong at work and all of a sudden you're going to get fired, you're going to lose your job, you're going to be homeless, you're never going to get a job. You start thinking, say amen if you know what I'm talking about. You wake up fearful and all of a sudden you, you, for no reason you wake up and all these thoughts are coming into your head. You're going to fail your test today. And once you fail your test, you're not going to get the job. And then you're not going to ever get a job and ever own a house and ever have a family. You're going to be a failure just like your father said. And it just goes one thought after another and you lay there in bed and just dwell on negativity. It's a stronghold. Now, we've been talking about changing your thinking, minding your business, having your mind on God's business. And, and we've been talking about controlling your thoughts. We, last week we talked about the neurological, physical pathways in your brain, your three-pound computer in your head. But there is a spiritual component to this that we are going to talk about today. And today, here is a, we are going to deliver you. And we're, we're going to do a prayer of deliverance, whether you get delivered. We're going, to, we're going to say a prayer of deliverance to kick the devil out of your life because he's been lying to you. And he's got you in bondage to these lies. And we're going to cast him out of your life. Can I get amen? We're going to exercise the authority in heaven over the devil in your life. Okay. Let's, let's all, everyone sit up in your seat. Get your booty back in your seat. Sit up straight. Yeah, come on. We ready. Say I'm ready. Say I'm ready. If you haven't been here, we've been declaring truth over our life. In your notes, right in your hand, there are seven declarations that we have been declaring every week. You can say this every day. I encourage you to say these things every day or something similar to them. Why? Repetition. The more you repeat, specifically out loud, the stronger the pathway in your brain will be so you can process the information. Why is that critical? Because if someone tells you you're going to do great, if your brain is wired that you're doing good, you're not going to receive it. There's a spiritual component. There's a physical component. And you want to continually tell yourself what is true. Remember, we're not talking about positive thinking. We're talking about accurate thinking. There's a difference. Positive thinking, I can fly. That's not accurate thinking. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? I can get that woman. Uh, she's already married and you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's positive thinking. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about accurate thinking. Okay, let's, let's talk about what's accurate. You are made in the image of God. Everyone say, I am. I am. Made in the image of God. Let me encourage you to establish a system, routine, that's not just routine, where every single day you spend time with God and as part of that you declare God's truth over your life. Read the Bible. That's great too. Declare his truth over your life. Look yourself in the mirror and say, God loves you. Tell yourself that. Why? Because the devil is constantly bombarding you that God don't love you. You have to put in your head. You have to declare this truth over your life. It's not only information, it's spiritual. Okay, so trust me, get up in the morning and say, listen, I'm going to read this. I do this. I have this list right next to my, in my office. I read it every day and, and a bunch of other stuff. So spend time, very, be, very deliberate. Uh, next one, say God has. God has. 
Give me a sound mind. The mind of Christ. The more you declare it, even right now, the more you declare it, the louder you declare it, the, the, the more it's going to be ingrained in you and the more you're going to believe it. Number three, say, I commit, I commit. to being mindful of the Father's business in my life today. Don't worry about the devil's business in your life. Don't worry about that business in your life. What does God have for you to do? When you leave here today, what are you going to do with your time? What does God have for you to do? Am I doing what God wants me to do? Am I going over someone's house that I need to be going over? If you're walking in someone's apartment and before you go in the apartment you do this, you're going in the wrong apartment. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Say, I denounce selfish and toxic thinking today. Shut up. There's just some stuff. Stop. Number four. Number, I mean, number five. Say, I will take my thoughts captive and think like Christ today. Everyone do this. Say, huh? Give me your hands. Give me your hands. Get all campuses, everybody online. Say, huh? So when you get a thought in your head that's, you're, you're ugly, huh? I'm beautiful. Say, huh? You're dumb. Say, huh? You ain't going to make it. Say, huh? That's not true. You're going to hear it all day long. How many of y'all hear negative stuff all, all the time? Please raise your hand. It's, it's part of life. The devil's against you. People are going to look you in the eye and tell you negative stuff. Huh? Number six, <laughs> say, as, as my mind is renewed, my physical brain will be transformed. Uh, every thought you have is a physical structure in your head. Every thought you have is a structure. It's a neurological structure. A thought is either you mentally engaging in an event or a resurrected memory, a thought is either you engaging an event mentally, something happens, you see it and you think about it, or it's a resurrected memory. So you have a neurological formation, <laughs> every thought is a neurological, has a neurological form to it and it resurrects a, a memory. If it's negative, hypothetically, it looks like that, hypothetically. When it's positive, it looks like that. So when you think negative, you are reinforced in this shape. And every time you have a thought, you can do one of two things. You can change it or reinforce it. One of those two things. You either say, yes, I believe you, or no, I don't. So you're either changing it. So if, if a thought comes in your head that you're going to fail, you're either going to go, yeah, or no. And if you change it, it has to change. So when you renew your mind, your physical brain will change. Very microscopically, but it changes. So let's read that one more time. Say, go, go back one more time. Say, as my mind is renewed, my physical brain will be transformed. This is going to sound freaky, 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 but this is what I've been doing. Take it for what it's worth. It's not necessarily in the Bible. Well, it kind of is in the Bible. But I, I go around thinking, Boy, what does my brain look like? And I'm going to change the pathways in my brain. I don't want to have a pathway. I don't want to have a neurological pathway that says you can never be courageous. I don't want that pathway. I want the pathway that says you are courageous as a lion, as the Bible says in Joshua 1.9. I want that pathway. So when I say it, I'm like, change it, Lord, change it, Lord, change it, Lord. Create that pathway so if something happens, I easily can process courageous as a lion. And I don't easily process you're going to fail. Number seven, 
Number seven, say I choose. Say I choose to dwell on positive thoughts. Say hand. Come on, give me your hands. Give me your hand. Everyone raise your hand up in the air. Say we're here. Say hand. Grab that thought. I say I choose to dwell on positive thoughts and only speak life today. Because all God's promises, give me a hand, say all God's promises. One more time, because all God's promises. Say it after I say it. Say all God's promises. Say it after I say it. Let me finish. I'll say it, then you can say it. Say it after all God's promises. Say it after. Say it after I say it. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Because all God's promises. In my life, or yes. yes, that does not mean, oh, Lord, give me five wives. Yes, that's not what that means. It means that every promise God has for you that he has for you, not what you ask for. Remember when you prayed in Jesus' name, I pray this, blah, 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 in Jesus' name. That's another way of saying this. I want this, that, this, that, as long as you want me to have it. That's what that means. It doesn't mean you could ask and throw Jesus' name on it so you're going to get it. That's not what that means. Okay? It means according to your will. Jesus was praying, Lord, do I have to die? Do I have to go down the cross? And not my will. I don't want to do it. But your will be done. Okay? Okay. Let's, let's review real quick. We're still reviewing. Let's go body. Everyone say body. body. So, spirit. spirit. We're all body. You see your body. It's physical. You know what it looks like by looking in the mirror. Your souls, your mind, your conscience, your will, your emotions, you cannot see them, you cannot touch them. They are the immaterial part of you. And then your spirit is where the Holy Spirit lives. When you get saved, this is perfected in Christ. The Holy Spirit lives here. This is where the spiritual battle is, right here. What are you thinking? Every decision you make, you have to decide, am I going to trust the Spirit of God or am I going to trust what I feel? Am I going to trust what I think? Am I going to trust my, what has happened in the past? In other words, because I failed before, I'm going to fail again. Because they didn't ask me out, he's not going to ask me out. Or am I going to trust God? This is where the spiritual battle comes in. When the devil has a stronghold is where he gets you to believe a lie, where now you, you have no opportunity to believe these things can be true because you've already bought into the devil's lies. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's go to our, to our points. Number one in, your, in the notes. Get out your notes. Strongholds are self-destructive thinking patterns. There are some of you in here, you might not, if you don't recognize it in yourself, there are some of you in here who have people in your life that all they do is speak self-destruction or negativity into your life. Can I get an amen if you know what I'm talking about? They are self-destructive thinking patterns. They have it about themselves, they're projecting it on you, and you are allowing them to implant it in your head. There are people in your life, they just negative, 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 negative. They have self-destructive, other destructive thinking patterns that comes out as what they say. That proves there's something negative in their heart because the Bible says the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. Strongholds are negative, self-destructive, other destructive, divisive thinking patterns. Second Corinthians chapter 10, let's look at this verse. It's a very interesting verse. It says... The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. The weapons of our spiritual warfare with the devil are not carnal, but mighty in pulling down strongholds, 
casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the, the knowledge of God. In other words, the knowledge of God says you are loved. A stronghold says you're not loved. The knowledge, knowledge of God says, the Bible says you are marvelous. Everybody say, I am marvelous. That's what the Bible says. So if something says you are not marvelous, that's a lie. So God says you're marvelous. This says you're not marvelous. You have to choose what are you going to believe. The Bible says that God has plans for you to give you a future and a hope. And, and, and his thought says, well, look at all this failure in your life. You never had a job. Da, 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 da. Look at all this stuff in your life. And, and you have to believe what are you going to believe. And so your weapons of your warfare are not carnal but mighty in pulling down the stronghold to say, no, that is a lie in my life. I am not a failure. And by the way, even though I lost three jobs, God is going to get me through. I, I had an opportunity to speak to the, the L.A. Chargers uh, two days ago to their whole team. And when I played during the training camp, which is right now, every week about 10 guys lost their job. They would sign about 90 guys or so. And every week they would cut, fire 10 guys or so until they get down to 53. Well, now they don't do it that way. They, they keep all the guys to the very end, and next week about 35 guys are going to lose their job. Well, I've been cut three times. So when I was talking to them about my book and, some, and, and my testimony, I said, by the way, I've been cut three times. And I know next week a lot of y'all are going to lose your job. It's just, it's just the way it is. It's not a mystery. It's, just, it's a cloud hanging over a lot of those guys. I said, let me tell you something. You're going to be sad. You're going to be mad. You're going to blame the coach. It ain't the end of the world. It's just an event. You got, God's going to get you through. So don't trip. Be sad. Be mad. Whatever you want. Then start working out again. But just understand it's not the end of the world. When you start hearing voices that your life is over, don't believe those voices. The thing that for me, I got cut playing for the, I was trying out for the L.A. Rams. I was, I was, I cried. But then God said, I mean, I wasn't walking with God at the time. Two months later, I was in San Diego. I've been here ever since. Thank Jesus I got cut. Amen. Can I get Amen. Here's the point. Something can happen and all of a sudden the devil starts bombarding you with all this negativity. And you're like, hold up. I know that God always takes care of me. So even though I don't understand what's going on right now, I pull down that lie with God's truth. Because what the devil's telling me is opposite to God's faithfulness in my life. So Lucas says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in pulling down those strongholds. Casting down those arguments. You ain't never going to mean nothing. I, I reject that. You just ugly. I reject that. You just overweight. I'm just big boned. I reject that. <laughs> I just got more to flow. That's all that means, okay? Don't, <laughs> don't hate me now. <laughs> don't hate me now. It says <laughs> pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. If someone says something to you, what did God say? I don't want to hear what you guys say. What does God say? You are going to constantly for your whole life hear voices from people and the spirits telling you all this garbage. What did God say? God's truth. And this is bringing every thought in, into captivity. Everyone go, come on, give, give it to me, give it to me. One, three, one, two, three. Yeah. Come on, say it again. The more you say it, the better it's going to be. Say one, two, three, say yeah. One, two, three. Yeah, I like it. I'm not hearing a lot of y'all up there. Come on now, come on now. Come on, one, two, three. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You take every thought. <laughs> you say, what? I'm not going to be what? What? You don't what? I'm, not, I'm a failure. What? And you make. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go to Starbucks and you say, you want a Frappuccino latte? Yeah. I want a 
Grande. <laughs> you want decaf? <laughs> I want all the calf. <laughs> Come on now. Bring every thought into captivity and make it obedient to Christ. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Okay, last two weeks ago we had Dr. Amen here. and We talked about killing automatic negative thoughts. I just want to run through the rules. You have to do this. It's awesome. Let's put that up there real quick. Now, this is in your lesson plan, but these verses are not. So please write these verses in. Whenever you have an automatic negative thought, I'm never going to make it. Those people are against me. The world, the sky is falling. They don't like me. Are you following what I'm saying? Here's what you do. Describe the automatic negative thought in detail. Write the whole thing out, every word. The Bible says to bring... The deeds of the devil, of evil, into, in, out of darkness into the light. Bring it into the light. Be accountable. Then it asks, is it true? The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. The truth is God's word. Is the thought coming from God or is it coming from the devil? Is it really true? You're never going to be anything. Really? What does that mean? What does be everything, anything mean? Who is saying that? What determines you being something means? That you have five houses or that you're just happy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That you have five wives or can you just handle one? Let me tell you something. Just handle one. That's a job right there. Can I get amen, fellas? Amen, amen. amen, amen. Ladies, can I get amen on you handling one, man? Don't be all knuckleheads, okay. <laughs> can you be 100% sure that what you are thinking is true or not? Most likely it's no. How does that ant make you feel? Write down how it makes you feel. Anxious, nervous, fearful. Fear is not from God. Now, fear is part of, God gave us fear for a good reason, but God has not given us a spirit of fear. A spirit of fear is what just is, is boogie, 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 boogieing you every day. But if you're walking someplace in the parking lot at night in a structure, you have good, good reason to be like, hey, i got to watch what I'm doing. That's a different thing. But if you walk around going, oh, I don't know what's going to happen in my life. I don't know. I don't know. Everyone's going to hate me. And I don't. No, 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 no. That's that spirit of fear. So how does it make you feel? F write it down. This makes me feel anxious. This makes me feel little. This makes me feel insecure. Write it down. How would you feel if you did not have to have that thought? Can you imagine being free? The Bible says it just shall walk by faith. By faith, I am not going to worry. By faith, I am not going to live in fear. By faith, I am going to believe. That I'm going to pass this test. Even though I hate math and I'm not good at math. I'm not talking to me. I'm talking about some of y'all. Even though I hate because I love math. Even though I hate math and I'm not good at math, I'm going to get an A on this math test. If you got a B, wouldn't you be happy? Because you used to get D's and F's all the time. And, and, and maybe the B's next time, then an A's next time. But I'm going to believe because God gave me a brain. Next one. Describe the opposite of the ant. In other words, I'm going to fail this test. Oh, heck no. I'm getting an A. And I'm going, I'm, now I'm not going to get an A. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to enjoy this test. Even though I can't stand tests, I'm going to be so prepared. I'm going to enjoy this test. I'm going to be whistling through the test. The teacher's going to have to shut me up because I'm distracting all the other students. And I'm going to get an A. I'm going to be the first one to walk out of that class. And I'm going to go, bam, to the teacher and walk out of the class and get an A. <laughs> Next point. Next point. Strongholds are based on the wrong view of God. Acts chapter 17. 
Uh, a lot of y'all people believe the lies of the devil because you don't understand the grace of God. Paul stood in the midst of Areopagus and said, men of Athens, I perceive that all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through, considering the object of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing it, him I proclaim to you, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives life, breath, and all things. Um, if you think God is a God who rewards you when you do good, you will have a relationship with God based on a merit system. And when you do something that you don't think is bad, the next thing, that unfortunate thing that happens after that, you think God's punishing you. That is not how God works. God never rewards you because of how much you deserve, because you'll never deserve what he gives you. It's called grace. Jesus did not die for you because you deserved it. You will never deserve his death. You will never deserve his forgiveness. You will never deserve his goodness. So stop trying. Just love him. For all of you who have kids... You do not want your kids to love you so they can get something. That's insincere. You want them just to love you because you're dad, your mom. I remember my first daughter was born, our first child, which is our first daughter. I couldn't wait for her to talk so she could tell me she loved me. I felt so much love for her and coming from her and to her, I wanted to communicate that to her and her to communicate to me. Then she started talking, and I wish she couldn't talk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm like it. <laughs> Someone said, you want, two things you don't want to pray for, your kids to talk and walk, because once that, that's a whole other level of headache. Anyway, but I just wanted to have a relationship with her. I didn't want her to say, okay, Daddy, if I say this, will you give me something? God doesn't want that relationship with you. You have to understand who God is and how much he loves you and how much he wants to bless you and enjoy and how much he wants to bless your life and he wants you to enjoy your life and walk with him in peace and love and joy and patience and kindness. He doesn't want you working to try to prove anything to him. That's not the kind of God he is. But if that's the kind of God you have in your mind, as soon as something doesn't go your way, then the devil hooks into that lie. And he says, see, God's not on your side. You're not good enough. You're never going to be good enough. You're never going to be perfect. So you, why even go to church? Why even go to life class? Why even get into a small group or an R group? And why even tie? Why even serve? It doesn't make any difference because you're never going to be good enough. You're never going to be perfect. And you're going, yeah, huh, yeah, huh, yeah. Look at them. They're blessed. And they're not even as good as me. And you get all this nonsense in your head. Instead of believing that God just loves you and wants to bless you and you, he just wants you to love him back. Yeah, you read the Bible because you want to. You pray because you want to. You serve because you want to. And it blesses your heart. And then God blesses you so much that you want to be a blessing to somebody else. And you're not tripping on trying to get something from it. Selfishly, you're trying to see how can I be a blessing. Because you have a correct view of who God is in a relationship. Strongholds happen when you don't understand who God is. And you get in bondage to trying to earn his love. You cannot earn his love or his forgiveness. You can just receive it by faith and walk in it. Number three, strongholds are based on established through vows and legal agreements. I have a whole sermon called the, the uh, um, satanic agreement. 
Turn to Matthew chapter 4. First book in the New Testament. If you're in Corinthians, it's seven books before where you're at. Um, as you turn in Matthew chapter 4. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand here in a minute. So if you can get to Matthew chapter 4. How many of you by a show of hands would consciously decide to make an agreement with the devil? No, I don't see any hands. You would? No, devil, I want to agree. Me and you are going to make an agreement. Okay. How many of y'all? Anybody? Make an agreement with the devil? The devil wants to destroy your life? Okay. Matthew chapter 4. The devil is having a conversation with Jesus when he's tempting him. And look what he says. He took him up into an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kings of the world and their glory. And here's what he said to Jesus. All these things I will give you. I'll make a deal with you, Jesus. I'll give you all this if you worship me. Jesus said, please. <laughs> Away with you, Satan. It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. You know what the devil tells you? Hey, 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 if you watch this pornography, we can have some fun. If you say yes, what you're telling, God, I don't trust your way to be pleased. I'm going to make a deal with the devil to trust his way. The devil says, hey, if you tell a lie that this idea, your job was your idea, not that idea, don't tell anybody because no one's going to know, you can get credit and maybe get a promotion. And say, okay, devil, instead of being truthful, I'm going to trust you, make a deal with you, and I'm going to lie. If you write this number on your tax return versus the real deal, you can get a bigger check and then you can buy a G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip. Okay, devil, I'm going I'm I'm to trust you. I'm going to lie on my taxes. Say amen if this is making sense to you. Oh, it's kind of quiet up in here. Do I need to be more explicit? Okay, ladies, it, 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 the devil says, hey, instead of you wearing a skirt down here, because things just ain't working out in the man department, I just want you to kind of raise that. Come on, instead of, instead of Mary Poppins, we're going to go, we're going to go Band-Aid bandana size. <laughs> instead of flowing, we're going to shake and bake, okay? So if you make the deal, you make a deal with me, I can... I can, I, I can get you what, you, what you what you're looking for, okay? So you, you're making a deal. You're agreeing instead of trusting God. Now, am I saying God's not telling you to do this? I mean, I, you know, I, I, you you get what I'm saying. You got you got you got to do, do your wardrobe decisions. But I'm saying, if you say God, if God says I want you down here, I want you to go straight Shiite, okay? I want you to be down here. <laughs> you you got to trust me. He said, the devil said, the devil said, Jesus, Jesus, if you trust me, I'll bless you. When you make agreement with the devil, what you're telling God is, God, I am signing on to his contract and I am trusting him to please me, to satisfy me, to fulfill my need. I am no longer trusting you in this specific area. And as soon as you do that, you empower the liar. And the liar has got his hook in you. And then from that decision, he is going to lead you down a series of other decisions, a stronghold, incorrect, self-destructive thinking pattern. Because if you've got to watch the pornography, then you've got to follow through in the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And the next thing you know, you're so mentally addicted and your brain, by the way, is rewired. Pornography will rewire your brain. Take us to the bank. There's a sermon called X-Men online that we did here called X-Men. Check it out. It will rewire your brain. 
disabling your ability to bond with another human. It is deception. And the devil doesn't leave you alone. He's already rewired your brain, jacked you up. Matter of fact, one of the reasons, I'm going on a tangent, but let me just say this real quick. Uh, one of the reasons, one of the biggest customers of Viagra are guys 25 to 30 because naked women don't do anything for them. Why? Because their brain's being so rewired from pornography. <sighs> what? What? That brother's so slick. Number four. Just for the record, if you're watching online, there's really quiet in here right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Strongholds are, oh, by the way, uh, pornography is watched by one in every two guys and one in every six women. I do not watch pornography. And the day that pornography is watched more than any other day is Sunday. I'm just saying. Strongholds are broken by the authority in Jesus' name. Turn to the back of your notes. We are going to declare Satan in, un, uh, inoperable in your life. We are going to cast him out of your life. Can I get an amen? We are going to declare this by faith, accessing the authority, exercising the authority that Jesus secured on the cross. He did not die to give you jewelry. He died to break the authority of Christ in your life. He rose from the dead and he's saying, do you want this authority? Do you want to access and exercise this authority in your life? The devil's not going to go away because you go, devil, leave me alone. The only way he's going to go away is he's going to say, I'm in Christ. And I exercise the authority that Jesus Christ has given me, that he secured on the cross. Are y'all following what I'm saying? Okay. Sit up in your seat. We're going to declare this out loud. Let's put this on the screen. We are going to speak to evil. You are going to speak to evil. I encourage you every day as you're walking through wherever you're walking through. In Jesus' name, Satan, get behind me. In Jesus' name, I rebuke that thought. In Jesus' name, I rebuke that feeling. In Jesus' name, I claim that God has, has loves me and has a yes on my life. In Jesus' name, I believe Jesus died and rose from the dead for my sin. And he's never going to leave me or forsake me. And that the Spirit of God has anointed me to, to preach the gospel. The Spirit of God has anointed me to pray for people for healing. I, I claim that the Bible is true. I believe it no matter what I feel because you will feel discouraged at times and, and God will get you through. When Jesus was praying right before he got arrested to be crucified, he was sweating blood. He was so stressed out, which I doubt that any of us in here have ever been to that level. But even if you were, Jesus was sweating blood. And he said, Father, I, this is, I'm so stressed to the point of death. Is there any other way I can achieve salvation? And his father said, nope. Nope. But I'll get you through. Matter of fact, son, when you die, after you die, you will be exalted a name above every name. And Jesus said, okay. Y'all ready? You have to say this every day. You have to acknowledge the spiritual battle you win every day. Don't think I go to the rock, God's going to just bless me. I'm a Christian, God's going to bless me. I look good, God's going to bless me. Nope. Nope. Matter of fact, the more you walk with God, the more generals. I was, I was talking to somebody about my book, about racism. Racism is one of the, the most powerful tools of the devil. It's one of the more, long, all of our lives, it's been in our face, all of us. It's one of the most powerful tools. And I was talking to somebody, he said, listen, because you wrote that book, uh, you're getting ready to have some generals come after you. Yeah, but I got people praying for me, so we'll, we'll be good. Amen. And we're going to keep praying. Y'all better pray for me, by the way. Okay, here we go. Everyone say, say in Jesus' name. Say in Jesus' name. I break all agreements 
and contracts I've made with the devil. I don't remember making a contract. Just think of the things that you believe that are contradictory to the Bible. I don't have to go to church to be blessed. That's a contract. I don't need to be in our group. That's a contract. I don't, I, don't, I don't need to go to life class. I don't, I don't need the tithe to be spiritually blessed. That's a contract. That's a lie. I don't need to serve to understand what it means to walk with God better than I do if I don't serve. That's a contract. That's a contract. You're believing lies. Okay? Let's say it one more time. Say in Jesus' name. I break all agreements and contracts I made with the devil. Think about what they are. Say in Jesus' name. I break the power of evil spirits involved in my mind. Get out of my head, devil. Come on, say, get out of my head, devil. <laughs> say in Jesus' name. I repent of the sin of rejecting God and believing lies about myself and or God. Hey, we're going to have the uh, simulcast here on the 15th. Y'all need to come to the simulcast so God can root out some stuff in your life. You need to sit and talk to somebody. The, option, the, the discussion we're going to have after the simulcast is optional. But I want to challenge you. Come on now. Let's do this. Let's be better Christians. Okay. On September 9th, the series starts. We're going to start the series on September 9th, which is two Sundays from now. Let God do something in your life. Powerful. And set you free from stuff you've been inundated with all your life. From Family, friends, media, whatever it is, so we can love better than we are now. Because we can always love better. Can I get an amen? Okay, let's do this. In Jesus' name, I forgive all grudges I hold against anyone. I know. And I choose to think about them as Christ thinks about them. There was a guy, there was, I, was, I was standing uh, probably second, third year in our history of the church. We were having church at San Diego State in Montezuma Hall. And I used to stand at the door and shake people's hands. They went out. And I was shaking people's hands. This lady came up to me and said, I just need to confess to you. I said, what? She said, I've been mad at you for eight years. I said, what's your name? <laughs> like, who are you? Like, well, I, I don't know what you're talking about. For eight years, she was taking poison, thinking it was hurting me. When you don't forgive somebody and you're arguing with them in the head and talking about them with other people, you're taking poison, thinking it's hurting them. It's just killing you. Let it go. Don't mean you approve what they did. It just means you're set free. They are no longer responsible to heal you. God is. Set yourself free. That's what that means. Can I get amen? Amen. Amen. Let's read that again. Say in Jesus' name. I forgive all grudges. Everyone say, ah. Because that's going to be hard. I forgive all grudges. I hold against everyone. I know. And choose to think about them as Christ thinks about them. Say in Jesus' name, I choose to only believe and think about the life-giving yes. And think about the life-giving yes. God has all my life. And reject the toxic no. Satan speaks into my life. Look to the person next to you and say yes. yes. Say yes. yes. One more. So one more. Say, uh, by the way, can you imagine if you could be a yes speaker and not a no speaker? Be a yes speaker. Don't be a no speaker. Don't speak no to people. Don't speak doubt to people. I'm going to be president next year. Well, there's no election, but I think you could do it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Say in Jesus' name. I break all strongholds. Everyone lift your hands up. We're going we're to we're receive the spirit of God. We're going to ask for the spirit of God. Lift your hands up. This is, by the way, this is an act of surrender. Put your hands up. Surrender. This is also, this is, this is, this is all really good. It's also a funnel. Spirit of God, just, God, just pour it right here. Right here. Pour it right here. Are you all following me? Okay. Are you tired yet? You better not be. It's only 20 seconds. Okay. Say in Jesus' name. I break all strongholds and ask for the Holy Spirit to fall upon my life. I agree with all my heart to think like and follow Jesus. Bow your heads and close your eyes and put your hands on your knees. On your knees. Your own knee. Lord, there are people right now who need to surrender their life to you. Just pray this prayer in your heart. If you're ready to give your life to God, your burden to God, you want God to renew your mind. In the privacy of your heart, pray, dear God, I surrender. Satan, in Jesus' name, I speak directly to you. Be gone out of my life. I break all agreements. I don't believe you. I'm not going to be tricked by you anymore. And we will have this conversation tomorrow and the next day. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I trust that you love me and that you have a great plan for my life. Thank you, God. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand up on all the campuses. One of the lies you need not believe is that when you stand up, people are going to look at you and think bad. But when you stand up, you're going to believe that God is being honored in your life. You don't have to worry about what anybody thinks except the Father. God's going to give you new courage, new boldness as a lion right now. So if you prayed that prayer in the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand. If you want someone to stand with you, tap their leg if, as long as you know them. Grab their hand as long as you know them. And then I want you to stand. On the count of three, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to stand in all the campuses. All watching online, microsites, the count of three. One, two, three. Stand to your feet.